0: what is up everybody welcome to the jags den podcast i am your host as always uh, phil smith aka phil the filipino Uh, as always i'm joined here um, by james johnson and jacob DeLawrence. gentlemen how are you doing this black panther thursday (laughs) great man just
1: glad i could finally finally get the crew together and uh get a podcast out the way because i've been trying for it for months but you know how it goes we, we're all busy people which is understandable and uh yeah we got so much to talk about so let's it's all get phil's it. fault you're right it is it's, it's actually phil's fault and we will place the blame on him that's
0: fine <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh man i'm doing good this morning though it feels good to be back and to talk a little bit of noise and upset our fan base because <laughs> what are we but a bunch of trolls who happen to be verified by usa today
0: what do we know and right what, what do we know
2: what do
0: we know you know <laughs> well gentlemen yeah it is great to have everybody back together we haven't spoken since uh i believe before the divisional round um I think we've all just also been kind of still in a state of depression, so we didn't really want to talk. Um, I'm still not over it. (laughs) Um, I'm I'm certainly still not over it. So, of course, make sure you follow us uh, at all these um, all these different handles at Jags Den Podcast, the Jaguars Wire, Sports Grind underscore Don, Phil the Filipino underscore J Della. Um, Also, make sure you can check this podcast out on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher and tune in. And yes, it is the off season, but that does not mean that there is not plenty to talk about, which we will get into uh, here in just a moment. And um, I do want to just want to—I uh, would be remiss just to, to mention—you um, know, of course, Jacksonville um, being in the in the state of Florida, um, the the state of Florida has a lot of a lot of pride in the events in, in Parkland, Florida, yesterday um, at, at the high school. Um, just our thoughts and prayers go out to to all those families, and hopefully, something can come of this. You know, we do need to just put our differences aside and come together. And so we just hope for for the best going forward on that. So just wanted to mention that really quick. But right, would you right. want to get straight to, Heart's the out to,
1: uh, to, to um, Broward. Yeah, man, that's just a sad situation. But, um, yeah, like you said, hopefully we can all just come together for a greater cause, man, and do better and do better.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, but, you know, you guys come to us to, to get a little bit of an escape and we want to provide that for you. Um, so, of course, we want to get right into into the football. There's a lot to talk about. This has been one of the most this will be one of the most exciting off seasons for this team in a long time. They're coming off a AFC championship berth. A lot of people believe they should have been in the Super Bowl to begin with. Um, so there's a lot to get into. But one thing that came out very recently um, is that we're getting new uniforms again. Um, so I can't remember <laughs> um, we're we're getting rid of the uh the helmets the 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 military themed jerseys. those are all gone. um Tom Coughlin said to be very involved and we'll probably see more of a classic look. um Jay, uh what have you heard about these uh these new unis coming out? They're gonna debut in April?
1: Yeah, Nike is very secretive about this kind of stuff. Um, and I you know I've dug and dug, but it's not really much out there other than what's been stated by like you know the Florida Times Union and Ryan O'Halloran on jacksonville dot com with what you basically just said, and that's that uh you know Tom Coughlin and Sha Khan have had their hands in it, um, and this is something that they've been working with Nike with for like a year and some change, so you know this is well thought out and all of that, and uh yeah, it's gonna feature from what we grasp a more traditional look now the question is what do they mean by traditional like does that mean they're going to scrap i mean of course we know that's going to scrap the helmets right with the the two-tone thing they're probably going to go with a, a more just a basic color a flat color on the helmets but also like what does that mean in terms of the actual jerseys and pants like you know does that I mean, we're going to see a vibe like, you know, we saw with Coughlin back in the 90s with Jimmy Smith and all of them. Or are we going to see something along the lines of like a traditional looking uniform like the New York Giants had when Coughlin was there? Uh, that that has yet uh, to be seen. So um, time will tell, man. I can't wait, though. Even though I'm a little nervous about the whole traditional thing, I would like a more modern type of uniform again. But uh, time will tell, man.
2: Oh, man. You know, I can't believe I'm about to say this, but actually, the two-tone helmets
0: kind of grew on me by the Same. end of the season.
2: Same. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I didn't really notice them after the while. After a while. Like, I just didn't pay attention to them. Yeah, really. like you become blind to them almost.
2: Right, right. But um, as long as it's not the mustard gold, as long as that oh. makes no oh. appearance anywhere, <laughs> I'm happy. But I honestly feel like we're going to go back to the late 90s Early two thousand style jerseys, which not really gonna be a fan of. Cause that's just bleh. And yeah, we got same. James Rams. We got too much personality on defense to have some generic, run of the mill. Hey, I just relocated my team in Madden, and these are my uniform choices. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs>
1: oh man,
2: you're right, man. Bill, put your phone on silent.
0: Hey, my phone. <laughs> it was me actually. <laughs> <sighs> I would say See that I am always the scapegoat.
1: I know some managing editor I am, but you know it you know, is it what it is.
0: <laughs> I, I, tend, I tend to agree with you guys though. Like I, I would like to see if they're going to change the jerseys, make it something that's representative of the personnel that we have. You know, make it something different. Um, I'm I'm all for how how about like make the alternates maybe look like you know a lot of teams do their alternates where they look like the old school jerseys. Like make the alternate jerseys maybe look like the ones from like the nineties, you know, yeah. from those glory days. But right. I would definitely like to see something, something new. Um, uh, I am a little salty having just stupidly bought a Jalen Ramsey Jersey. Uh, recently. you'll learn. Uh, <laughs> so that was a hundred dollars, um, that, uh, I will not get back, but, uh, Oh, well, I just also have one of those get it ugly, signed and,
1: uh, and hang it up somewhere, you know?
0: Yeah, that's true. I also have one of those ugly 2013 jerseys. So, I mean, so I was, whatever, so, um, <laughs> I'm very interested to see what the um, what the new look is going to be. I totally get wanting to rebrand yourself with this new this new team, this new attitude that you have. I, I totally get it, but I am a little concerned. So we'll see. We'll see. Oh, all right. When they said <coughs> Coughlin, I was like, oh man. Like, I, I mean, it's it just like, going to be white and it's going to be white and black jerseys, no logos, and just gonna have their <laughs> name like no names, just numbers. That's like that's probably that's
1: they're going to look sure. like the um. Oh, on, like, with the Notre Dame steak. jerseys from, uh, was it Rudy, the movie? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh
2: man, just uh, real quick, have y'all did y'all see that photo that somebody tweeted out of the uh, supposed jerseys where it was literally the Jaguars print? Yeah, on yeah, yeah, yeah the, the little rendering or whatever. Yeah, I was just like, this is bad. Like oh, yeah. nobody <laughs> would sign off on this. Like, why?
1: And why
0: even joke like that? You know what I'm saying? Even if it was a yeah. joke or whatever. Like, why even do that?
1: But whatever.
0: <laughs> you know what I'm hoping is that not only are, are like, you know, of course, Sean and Tom are involved, which is fine. But why not? You better involve, like, Jalen and the, and like, real core of that team. You know what I mean? Like, ask Calais and Miles and Telvin, like, hey, what do you guys think? If you, you were know, smart, you would. These jerseys, but they, they probably won't. Yeah.
2: This is what they honestly need to do. They need to pull the Falcons because the Falcons – Right after Vic went to prison, they changed their uniforms. The only thing they did was they made the red from the alternate to the primary jersey. Mm -hmm. Right. And they, like, slightly tweaked it.
1: Right, right. Yeah, I remember that. I would know as a Falcons fan, secondary. Yeah. You
0: you
2: know that. Yeah. So just turn the helmets to a matte black. Put the logo on it. Make till the primary color. Move black as an alternate. And slightly tweak because some reason the teal ones don't look right the way they are, the way they're split now. Just slightly tweak it and call it a date.
1: Yeah, it looks more bluish, you know. Now, I mean, now, I'm a fan of the teal jerseys. Don't get me wrong, the alternates, but it looks like it don't look completely. It don't look as green as it should. I think yeah. teal should be more green than blue, in my opinion. But you know, uh-huh.
0: whatever. Um, I mean, think about. Remember when black was our alternate? Like, what a big deal it was to wear those black jerseys. Remember those? That are, like, oh yeah, was, I got excited to wear those jerseys so um or to see them i should say uh on a lot of those primetime primetime matchups so um, primetime?
2: What, what, what's a primetime game <laughs> no idea we
0: live in jacksonville <laughs> so, right. uh,
1: i will say this though as see. long as we won't go back to that old logo i'm good
0: <laughs> yeah i mean keep the logo at this point i mean i know it got a lot of heat because it kind of looked like Chester the cheetah but people got you i mean it looks- you know just
2: clean them up a little bit it's really all these uniforms. These just a little tweak here, a little clean up there. And we're good.
0: Yep, True that. True that. We'll see what happens. So we'll keep an eye out on that. But uh, next up uh, here, Jay, we want to talk to you a little bit about this and um, tarps. What tarps? I don't know what you're, uh, what you're talking about. The, uh, the biggest punchline, Um, in terms of Everbank Field, Jacksonville, Municipal Stadium, Altel Stadium, whatever you want to call it, um, was that there were tarps and, oh, you know, you guys can't even fill up your stadium. You can't even do well. No more, okay? That (laughs) ends next year. Enough. I don't want to hear it anymore. Of course, also, ticket prices are go up, um, but you know what, Jaguar fans? You wanted a good team. This is what happens when you have a good team. Uh, I live here in Dallas, and I have never been to a regular season Cowboy game because to sit way up in the top it's at least two three hundred dollars, and uh nope. I'm not doing it, so and then also for um um uh, uh more um rumors and hints about a new sports complex opening up in lot j um uh Jay, what have you heard about that <laughs> <laughs> yeah on on the whole thing
1: you were saying about the um the tarps. Uh, they actually just to correct you, it actually ended in the wild card round when they they took them off. At, right, right, right. <laughs> and we filled it up. So, you know, hey, if we can we can bring more crowds like that, man, which was sold out to the capacity, which I'm sure they they'll be able to do. With looking at the the opponents, uh, it's, it's gonna be a fun thing to watch. So, um, yeah, man, those tarts, man, just just revert those tart jokes to the Redskins. Now, no offense, the Redskins fans, but. All I'm saying is we shouldn't be the butt of NFL attendance jokes anymore now that, you know, we, we're moving the tarps. We're selling tickets. You know, we got this nice movement going, defense playing well, went to the AFC championship. Yeah, leave us alone with the attendance jokes. So, um, yeah, on the uh, ticket prices, they increased by 10.9%. Uh, in all areas, if I'm not mistaken, which I mean, that like if you look at the actual map, which I sent you guys earlier, it's not that big of an increase. If you remember last year's prices, I don't understand why some people are complaining about it, but it is what it is. Um I think they're still very affordable, still some of the cheapest tickets in the league when you guys say.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, I bought tickets to went to what, two games last year, <laughs> but my tickets on StubHub and they weren't that bad as a resale value so right even looking at them on the site they're not badly priced i mean i've been to london so mm-hmm. yeah i know expensive tickets yeah and like i've been to falcons games and alabama football games i know an expensive ticket when i see one right. so that's just they want to complain about something
1: right and, and i mean 10.9 percent like the jaguars have to like up their ticket prices eventually you know what i'm saying like they can't keep them as low as they were so i mean you 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 gotta understand it from a you know a, expense dynamic and from a, a um a revenue standpoint so i mean i'm not that upset about it they still affordable um those tarp seats i think they're going for like 45 a game or whatever which is i mean that's the steal that's a steal as yeah, jacob and that's say. still
0: a really a really solid ceiling. Like, jay when we went and came into town we sat um not where the tarps are, but up, you know, upper deck, right? Or the Seahawks game, and that's a great seat. You know, like people, people think that uh, oh, it's up so high, can't even see anything. It's it, that's if you want to break down what's going on in the play, that's where you, where, that's where you, you, you sit. So that's, I mean, that, those are great seats. So I mean, if, if you're not gonna go, um, complaining fans, someone else is gonna go. So pretty so much. much. <laughs> so I mean, I, I don't, I don't know what they want. You know, with, plus I mean, the prices go up.
2: Yeah, plus the concessions are probably the cheapest in the league, if we're going to be yeah. honest. So. And they're
0: going down, aren't they? Are they concessions? <laughs> right. concessions? And are they, they allow you to
1: bring food into the stadium is another so thing.
2: What are, <laughs> what are we complaining about here? I'll pay that extra 10%. Because exactly. it ain't not of taxes, now, really.
0: Now, one thing they need to fix, though, is getting into the stadium. Because when Jay and I went for the Seahawks game, that was an absolute nightmare i don't know how how they fix it but they need to i'm not sure and and maybe guys some of the fans that have season tickets can can comment on this because we're not local we're not there anymore was it like that for every game to get into the stadium or was it because it was the seattle game and there were so many people there and um but i would like to know because that was a nightmare to just get into the stadium
2: i've had no problems getting in i've had more problems trying to get out of the stadium to get into it
1: That, yeah, that's a whole traffic dynamic, and that's, like, a location thing. Like, it's where they put the stadium that kind of makes it difficult to get out, you know, if y'all know what I'm saying. Like, and the parking lots, too, man. It's, like, I don't know if they thought it out well when they built Everbank Field or at the time the Gator Bowl. <laughs> but, you know, like, they didn't think out the parking map that good, and it it shows when you're trying to get out. But um,
2: that, That's why they put the buses. I feel like they realized they messed up. It was like, all right, we'll offer a bus service.
1: Exactly. They need to run the um, the the little trolley through there that they got. That they said they've been looking into getting to run further in downtown. But we'll we'll see how that goes. Maybe Shot Khan can do something with that. But um, that said, um, the lot J. Um, speaking of parking lots, the lot J. Sports Complex, or so they say it will be. Um, they're gonna release some renderings on April in April. I think it is around when they unveil the Jersey. So I'm assuming it's going to be like a whole press conference of unveilings of the, the Jersey. Uh, they probably talk about some dynamics on the ticket sales, this, that, and the other, and then they'll show some renderings at the end. Like they do all every year of, of something different, but it'll be other hey, sports. What conflict. the shipyards
0: are going to look like eventually like, no, it's not. No. <laughs> right. I know. Right. <laughs> if, Oh, man, the Jacksonville
1: Council, man, we got to do better. But uh, that's another story for another time. But this, yeah, speaking of that, field, this could actually spearhead that because now basically Shah Khan can start the shipyard development from his own property. I guess you can call Everbank his own property, even though it's Jacksonville's. But like this, nah, he owns that. Yeah, yeah, we'll say he owns that, <laughs> and it could stretch out to the shipyard eventually. Like it's, it's looking like from the article that I put up on it, basically it's a lot of possibilities with this thing. And looking at the sports complexes in Philly, it's uh it's one with the um the Rangers that they they're having um, built right now as we speak, and it's one also in St. Louis. But these things are nice, y'all. Like I mean, they got hotels on them. Like, the one in St. Louis is even building, like, condos, like, right next to the uh, the Cardinals Stadium. So, like, yeah. the possibilities is, like, endless, man. Like, of course, there are going to be restaurants... Uh, bars you name it and and even like with Patriots place with, where in New England where uh, Gillette Stadium is they have it's like a whole strip mall of just nothing but like outlet stores and a movie theater so we'll see like what Shad Khan is thinking of but it's something along those lines it's going to be a bunch of bars stores uh, you know maybe an NFL shop here and there or what have you so it's going to be interesting um, uh, I think it's going to be more interesting to see if the city will help with it and and how much they will help with it that's going to be the big issue as we've said about other projects so yeah that's what i have on that
0: so what i would like to know is you know when you mention bars and things like that is if if you're local in jacksonville there you know that there aren't really a lot of bars in downtown jacks and that's because of the mega church that's down there um buys up all the liquor licenses every year so that there can't be any substantial growth Um, so I would really be interested to see how that's going to play out. Um, if they indeed want to build, you know, stuff like that. Um, you know, of course the landing down there is just a disaster. They need to tear that thing down. Um, so hopefully this would take, you know, take place of that, but I would really like to see how that plays out in terms of, you know, getting the correct licenses and building, you know, opening
2: Money talks, money talks, and uh, I don't think we want to play with Shad Khan's pockets. <laughs>
1: nah, man, this man's doing so much for the city, man. <laughs> don't mess with exactly, pockets, man. Don't like,
2: he'll up. like he's doing all this for the city, they'll probably look and go, What do you want here? But we need an extra 10% on top of it, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, when they look at the prices come, like, when you look at how much it takes to build these things, the one in, in Houston, for example, or with the Rangers, should I say, you know, they, they're costly. And that's my concern. Like, will the city, you know, how much will they want to help if at all? You know what I'm saying? But I mean, this is something that the city would get their money back from. I don't think they realize that the revenue would be poured right back into the city if we put a hotel right next to Everbank Field. Guess what? That increases the chances of getting a draft. You know what I'm saying? Like it helps us in other
2: dynamics
1: of getting more events after
0: the super bowl, you know, yeah, even
2: non football stuff. You can get plenty of WrestleMania. Exactly. Exactly. And
1: and they've, they've expressed interest in getting WrestleMania. So like what better, you know, what better thing to have on your property than like a hotel or some bars or whatnot. So I, I don't have an issue I'm not worried, should I say, about the money being poured back into the project and back into the city. It's just a matter of getting the city council to approve it and how much they'll help with it.
0: Yeah. I I mean, I also I I definitely think also they they built the amphitheater with not only to be, of course, a great venue, but to to host the draft. I mean, there were Jaguar officials in Philadelphia last year meeting with the NFL because this is a real thing that they want to make happen. Um, and it doesn't happen without the right, uh, you know, you just got to learn from the mistakes of the Super Bowl you know, that right. we had there. Before. They're just, you know, if they want Jacksonville is slowly coming back into the spotlight. You know, they don't want to be, we, we don't want to be, you know, the, the butt of the joke again. So it's got to start somewhere. So and
1: and daily's place is doing good by the way. So, I mean, hopefully they're looking at the statistics of daily's place and and figuring it out that hey this can work this definitely can work,
0: absolutely. So a lot of uh, a lot of changes coming our way, and that's what happens when you have a successful team. So very very excited to see what's next. So let's actually get to some um, some on the field stuff. Um, Tony Pauline um, believes that uh, there is uh, significant interest from the Jags in Kirk Cousins. Uh, Kirk Cousins, um, of course, uh, he's uh, no longer going to be the quarterback of the Washington Redskins, they went with Alex Smith um, and gave him a buttload of money that they weren't going <laughs> to get to Kirk Cousins.
2: So, uh, so, I don't get it, man. I really don't.
0: <laughs> and, um, I mean, all right, whatever. It's that, cool. a <laughs> cold world, man. Cold world. Kirk Cousins is, he's going to command a lot of money on this on this market. This This free agency class for quarterbacks is insane. It's something we've never really seen before. Could they even afford to bring in Kirk Cousins?
1: Yeah, they they could. They're they're gonna have to make some cuts this year and even like in the years after they're gonna have to probably like not spend a lot in free agency. Um but one of the things me and Jacob talk about this and people talk about it often is to be aware of is that the Jaguars have to sign some guys like Yannick and um, you know, Jalen Ramsey, Miles Jack in the future. Um that being said though, I I really think they can afford it from this standpoint. A lot of the guys that are eating up the cap space now won't be eating up the cap space then, you know, like Calais, uh, Malik Jackson, uh, Tashaun Gibson, uh, even Brandon Linder and Telvin Smith, like all of their guaranteed money by the time Jalen needs a contract should be paid out. So I think like eventually more money will be available. Um, But at at the same time, it's kind of hard to project, with how today's salary cap is, um, but that said, I think they could afford them. Um, it's just a matter of like, you, of course, you can't give Jalen Ramsey and Yannick and Guy contracts at the same year. One's gonna have to wait a year after the other. Basically, they're gonna have to space right. it out. So, um, time will tell what they will do. But um, I will say on Tony Pauline's report, um uh, this is somebody we had on the um the Inside Edge podcast in the past. A very knowledgeable person and when he talks about this stuff to nine times out of ten he's right you know or most of the time he's right should I say so um this is the same guy that I've told everybody that you know let me and Nick know that hey the Jax might take Blake Bortles it was Blake Bortles or Clowney he said and me and Nick kind of brushed it off at the time like (laughs) we were like yeah Clowney but I don't know about Bortles and lo and behold we have Blake Bortles as our quarterback now so I mean You got to take it for what it's worth.
2: (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, looking at Cousins, I just, like, Googled his past few franchise tag amount. Mm -hmm. It's basically been 30 mil for the past two years for a rental. Right. And the Redskins are still talking about franchising him this year just so they can trade him. That's 34.5 mil that he would be locked into. Who who is dumb enough to take that on? Who? Who? <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. But, like, honestly, the best bet is to talk to Kirk. Mm-hmm. Go, hey, you got your money these past two years. Can we work out something where it's back loaded? Like, is money your motivation right now? Right. Are you trying to get that Super Bowl? Because we got a top three defense here ready to go. And we got, like, a six-year window. So what's more important to you? That's true. Or, you know, you can just drive the price up and make Denver overpay that works too
1: i mean and we do have the i mean i don't know how much this affects things but we do have the whole no state income tax thing so oh yeah that Denver sort of. doesn't. yeah so that can help so we'll That's see key factor. Um, but i mean my thing about like the people that keep saying hey like we're better off paying blake the the 19 million for now and mm-hmm. and seeing if so some, something can come of it later well eventually you're gonna have to pay blake 25 to 30 million too Probably we next come year, come of it
0: later. We are later, like this is later. We're living later, right? Exactly.
2: Now. Last, year, right last year was the <laughs>
0: oh, we'll pay him the 19 see, No, we're here now. We have no more.
2: Ah, mate, no, we either go right. we'll get a quality quarterback, draft one, or pray to God, Blake Bortles can play as good as he played last year, but better,
1: right? Right, and the thing is, we the people. The thing I stress about Blake is we we're four years into his career and he's still having some of the issues he had back then. I know a lot of people say, hey, he's had three offensive coordinators and, you know, he didn't have Allen Robinson last year and he needs a tight end. This, that and the other." OK. Yeah, that's all fine. But it's the things that Blake can control that concerns me, like the mechanics that are still iffy. That, you know That what I'm wild saying? card game. Exactly, like him missing reads, missing people wide open. Tony Romo pointed out at least four in each of the games that he covered for the Jazz in the postseason. So it's it's the things like that that he's not getting better at that, you know, it doesn't matter if Allen Robinson is on the field if Blake Bortles doesn't make the correct read to get the ball to him, you know what I'm saying? So it's the things Blake controls that concerns me that – I would, you know, I mean, yeah, I'm fine with keeping him one year. And I like Blake. Don't get me wrong. I'm not bad mouthing him. I'm fine with keeping him. But my my thing is, I don't think he's going to get that much better if he gets better at all. And we're going to eventually have to pay him 25 to $30 million for the quality of play that he's shown us basically last year, probably, if not a little better, if that makes sense.
2: And here's the thing. Look at his stats. He was far okay his rookie year you know it is what it is second year he was lights out basically more or less for him third year he was down this past year he was up history says he's going to regress you're right That's why are we taking game. that risk why are we taking that risk when we got this defense go get a quarterback and challenge the boy at minimal.
1: right right oh yeah the last thing the Jaguars they cannot go into this offseason with Blake Bortles and Chad Heaney as their two quarterbacks, all right, because he's going to need a push, as he showed last year. He's going to need a push. They just didn't have anybody to push him and take his place. But, you know, there it's not out like Jacob just said. It's not out of the realm of possibilities that Blake Bortles could fall off a cliff and regress as he did from the 2016 season. You know he had he was coming out the high season in twenty fifteen was it then fell off a cliff the next yep. year okay he went back up this year who's to say he won't go back down again because history says that probably will be the case
2: that's what history says at least two up two down <laughs> and we're coming into five when we started on down so right maybe he could prove us wrong but uh, for the sake of my peace of mind and everybody else's I think we want one or two quarterbacks. That are legit threats to him. Not a Chad Henney, not a – was it Brandon Allen out of Arkansas? Yeah. Yeah. No offense to either one, especially Chad Henney. No offense. Chad Henney's a great backup. You know, hey, we need him temporarily. Cool. No offense, but you're not challenging Blake Bortles. Right, right. Coughlin clearly made that obvious because if it was the case, Bortles probably should have got pulled earlier. But, hey, he worked out, but – Go get Tyrod. Go get Kirk Cousins. Go draft Lamar Jackson or Rudolph or somebody. Right.
1: I mean, you. Yeah, that's the thing. You you can't think the Jaguars aren't gonna invest some high draft pick or or not take a quarterback in free agency. Like it's some people that flat out just think, hey, Blake's the guy. You know, we'll get we'll get some, another Chad Henne like backup. No, that that definitely isn't gonna happen. And um, I would think Tom Coughlin would try and get somebody. I mean, it, even though it's really Dave. Caldwell's decision need I remind you but I would think they would draft somebody high in the draft or or get somebody in free agency so it's just a matter of can Dave come to grips that he made a mistake with Blake that's my biggest thing that and that concerns me because we've missed out on two opportunities to go to the Super Bowl in my opinion and I say this often we missed out on a chance to get Jimmy Garoppolo for as small as a second round pick and we missed out on a chance to get Deshaun Watson in the draft. And and who's to say Patrick Mahomes might be good, too. So we passed on him, too. So the Jaguars, we wouldn't even be having this conversation had they take taken one of those guys, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, well, speaking of competition and before, you know, the Jaguar faithful blow up on us, we're just talking about it. Um, a quarterback that went <laughs> in the same draft. <laughs> One of the same draft as Blake Bortles, uh, went to a school uh, called Texas A&M. His name is Johnny Manziel, A.K.A. Johnny Football. Has been back in the news. Um, he's um, you know he's gone on USA Today or whatever whatever he went on and you know talk about him being diagnosed with bipolar disorder and and things like that. And then having having known somebody who has been diagnosed with bipolar disorder, it's a serious thing. And uh, it's a um, it, he definitely wants to get back into the league, but. You know, of course, put aside his, you know, everything that he went through personally and then with his, uh, you know, his drinking problem and all that kind of stuff. The guy, I just really don't believe he could play in the league. And I, I got into a whole bunch of heated arguments on Twitter when during this draft. And um, Jay, you remember, I was definitely one of his biggest, uh, one of those way, very, very against bringing this guy in. Yeah. Um for, for a lot that. of reasons. Um was very vocal about it. Me but too. <laughs> with with the team needing competition, regardless of Blake being retained, should the Jaguars give Johnny football a shot? Go ahead, Jacob.
2: You know, I wanted to laugh and just say no and move on, but I'm gonna play devil's advocate today. I'm <laughs> a, I'm feeling nice. So I'm gonna play devil's advocate today. In 14 career games in the NFL with the Cleveland Browns, take that again how you want to take it, he's thrown seven touchdowns, seven picks, threw for basically 1,700 yards, has a passer rating of 74.4. He's pedestrian, basically. Right. But he's also listed at 6 feet, 210. We assume his mind is clear now. Glad he's finally getting help and is aware that he has a serious condition. So hopefully we see a clear, focus, Johnny Manziel. He can actually play football, whether it's in the NFL, the CFL, or, you know, in about two years, the XFL. (laughs) But honestly, let's do it. Let's go get Johnny Manziel, and here's why. Read option, run pass option. I made this case for Kaepernick last year that you have Leonard Fournette, you have Chris Ivory, who I feel like should be the odd man out this offseason, and you have T.J. Geldon. You have three running backs. Two are really good at just getting up and down the field. Why not add a mobile quarterback, make the offense a little more dangerous? You have Hearns. You have Marquise Lee, who can find little patches and little spots. Mercedes Lewis is probably the most sure-handed safety net of a tight end in Jags history, definitely. NFL history, probably, too. Why not take Menzel, run a repass option, open things up, Here's a little 10-yard over the top. Here's a 5-yard dink and dunk. Oh, here comes the blitz. Draw men, in, pitch to Fournette. Fournette's turning up to 25 yards. It adds another explosive dynamic to an offense that could use it. And you ran a little bit with, with Blake last year, so it's not a foreign concept. I'm just saying, Bortles look great with his feet. Manziel's a lot faster and shiftier than Blake is. That's true. Why not take the risk? You get him on a one-year... Real low incentive, heavy deal. Why not take the risk? And if anything, Coffman will cut them and going about to stay like nothing happened. So, yeah. But in reality, world, no,
1: no. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. And yeah, in reality, no. But yeah, Jacob, you made you made some good points, and you know that can be applied with you. You've also talked about this too with you know Tyrod Taylor. They you know kind of got a similar a similar skill set. Uh, so yeah, yeah, I can agree with you from the standpoint that uh, Johnny Manziel. You know he he does do some things that the Jaguars can flourish with, and need I remind you that that uh was it the 2013 San Francisco 49ers that went to the Super Bowl? Yep. With yeah. Cap
2: the, just running all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like that team flourished off of good defense, which we have probably a better defense than that San Francisco squad, if you ask me, and you know running the pass option. And, and and they did well at it. And not to mention, you have somebody that was from that staff, that offensive staff on the staff right now and Pat Flaherty, who is the offensive line coach. So, look, the Jaguars could just reapply what the 49ers did in 2013, I think, with that defense that they have. And they're a similar team. And I think they could, you know, if they ran similar concepts to the 49ers, a similar scheme to them. Uh, this past season, we probably be in, you know we probably would have won or be in the Super Bowl, one or the two. So that being said, Johnny Manziel fits the description of a quarterback you would want in a a system like that. Uh, he's a guy that you know me and Phil. In the past, like Phil said, we've we've harped on him and why we didn't want him then. Yeah. Then you would have had to invest a first round pick in him. Now he will cost you little to nothing is why I'm saying you they, they might want to look into doing it. You can sign them to a deal, like Jacob said, uh, a little over minimum wage. It won't it won't hurt the Jaguars, at least. I mean, they have cap problems a little bit, but it won't hurt them to sign somebody like Johnny Manziel. And, uh you know, bring him in, you know pressure Bortles is Bortles is the guy, or, you know, bring him in as a backup, see what he can do. Like, I mean, I know one thing he does love the game of football and and he would apply that on the practice field. And he does seem like a guy that's kind of cleaned his act up. So that being said, um, I doubt it happens, <laughs> but why not? You know?
0: Yeah. I just don't think yeah. it's great. Yeah. I definitely hope, you know, you can get everything together just as a person. Right. Um, I just don't think you could trust him, uh, to be honest with you. And that's what a lot of things that I had to. You know, I, I didn't really like when he was coming out of college. Like, why go to a guy like that? You know, yes, he's trying to <clears throat> excuse me. Yes, he's trying to get everything cleaned up now. But who has that history? When you could go get Tyrod Taylor, when you could go get um, Lamar Jackson or something like that. You know, why go? Wh- why not go that route? That's safer. As a, and then, but uh, it just doesn't make any sense to me. So. Um, no, no doubt I, yeah, it's just like you guys I don't think it will happen. however, uh, very very valid points he, he would fit you know with the kind of scheme that they may want to may want to run but I just don't don't see it happening there. so we will see how the Johnny Manzel saga pans out. I think I think someone will give him a I think he'll end up in training camp somewhere when it's all said and done maybe at one point just to see what happens. I don't think he'll ever start another NFL game. I do think he'll end up in a training camp somewhere. Right. Um, and like I said, just hope that he gets his, gets his life together and, and, you know, and finds, uh, um, find some kind of, uh, some peace and, and stable ground there. So,
1: right. Right.
0: But well, listen guys, we have, uh, we, we talked about a lot here today and there's just so much more to, to get into. We got the NFL draft coming up and, uh, Jay, hopefully you're, uh, we're going to be, it's out here in Dallas. So we're going to have the Jaguars wire out here. Jacob, man, it'd be awesome if you can come out here as well. We can get some live reporting from the, from the NFL draft, uh, since it's here locally where, where I am at. So, uh, gentlemen, why don't you, uh, you know, plug some projects and then remind everybody where we can, where they can find you and, uh, and then we'll close it out. Um, yeah, just same old, same old with
1: me, uh, as, as last year's off season, which was our first off season, um, a lot of draft stuff, a lot of free agency stuff going on, a lot of combine stuff because that's of course going to happen. At the end of the month, at least beginning at the end of the month, I'm um, gonna have a combine post on some guys that the Jags should watch as fans, or should I, uh, or should I say, the the Jags and their fans should watch. Uh, so that's gonna be interesting. Um, and we're we're gonna try and do more podcasts. We'll probably try and link up next week, do one of those again, and um, you know, reach out to one of these guys that's been reporting stuff on the Jags, like Pauline, maybe. Uh, See if we can get him back on or, um, you know, maybe reach out to Ian, somebody, you know, an insider. And uh, talk some free agency more in depth and talk some uh, draft. So, yeah, that's it.
2: Jacob? Yeah. Yeah, I'm just – basketball is consuming my life right now because travel ball season is about to start. But basically I'm just looking forward to the combine and the draft and doing all that prep. And doing a bunch of mock drafts, and then sitting here on draft day, feeling like an idiot and upset with the rest of you when the franchise does something stupid. Hopefully not though. And yeah, that's basically it for me.
0: All right. And then, yeah, as I mentioned, you know, it's based out here in Dallas, I got a lot of dates coming up. Um, February twenty second, I believe, twenty second through the twenty uh, fourth, I will be at Dallas Hyenas, um, hosting there for Eric uh, Eric Myers, in uh, then March. Uh, let's see here, March 1st through the 3rd, I will be in Fort Worth, um, and then um, March 4th, I will be back in Plano. So a bunch of stuff coming up uh, on my end as well, as far as the uh, as comedy-wise. But uh, gentlemen, as always, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, Jaguar fans, everybody stay, stay safe out there. We'll see what's coming up in this off-season, and we'll see you next time.